Welcome to Teaching Brood. Today, we're doing something a little bit more fun. We're having a debate. Dun, dun, dun. We've all been in the staff room when somebody's had a bit of a bad day with their kids. And you know, you kind of sit there and say, didn't they learn that in this other grade? Well, today, it's primary versus secondary. We're gonna lay the ground rules on this one in terms of what we think of as primary and what we think, or as primary slash elementary and what we think of as middle school. For a lot of schools these days, for argument's sake, middle school will start somewhere around grade six, seven. And it will finish somewhere around grade nine, 10. So we're kind of making the argument that we're dealing with preteens to early teens as middle schoolers and the youngings as the elementary students. And for those of you who don't use the North America grade system, we're saying middle schoolers are age 11 and up. <laughs> because they usually finish. The rest of y'all are confusing to us and we don't know. Exactly. Um, so, yes, here we go primary versus secondary. All right. Now, point of clarification, by the way, Another? I am, as we know, oh, yes. a, an elementary, an elementary uh, teacher and have been for nine years. Uh, Which is why I insisted that Andrew take the middle school secondary portion of the show. So there's a pretty good chance, pretty good, that I might mess this up a little bit. Um, and other point of clarification, as I have, I have some experience with middle schoolers, but not first-hand experience like someone who's been teaching middle school for years. So, you know, grain of salt given to me, please, not pillar. Um, in other words, don't turn me into one. Biblical reference, probably the last one in the video. Just throwing putting that out there. Um, so. And realistically, everybody's got their own experiences. What one middle school teacher's experiences are, are going to be completely different from another middle school teacher's. In the same way that elementary school teachers. So if you're, if you're a teacher in Harlem or in one of the rougher areas of New York, your experience will be significantly different from the more wealthy headset and space set that I teach. There you go. So, here we go. Well, I would say that primary teachers work harder because they have to deal with more bodily fluids. <laughs> oh, there's different sorts of bodily fluids in middle school. This is true. I mean, the one thing we can never forget is the idea of making various noises and creating various distractions might be a bit stronger and less understandable to the average teacher in middle school. You're kind of thinking by the middle time they hit middle school, well, shouldn't they know better than to make, you know? Farting sounds. Farting sounds or, you know, occasionally pick their noses or fling it. But you know what? From what I've read and from my experiences with them, they haven't quite gotten past that yet. Well, I know 30-year-old men who think armpit farts are still pretty funny, so. they kind of are, just saying. <laughs> Um, no, so there is, the, the maturity is one thing that is a unique one. Uh, there's a lot of psychologists and psychiatrists that have analyzed brain behavior of middle school students, and they are a completely different um, type of student from the rest. Their 
at a point where they're not quite managing their emotions as well as they can because they don't know how yet. Because all this pubertal stuff is kind of, that's a new word by the way, is hitting them and they don't quite know what to do with it. It's kind of raging inside and they adapt in sometimes some of the more unusual ways. So because of that, I also know that classroom management can be, can be, a challenge to a lot of middle school teachers. Thus, making middle school a more challenging thing. A primary teacher has to prep at least four, and usually closer to seven different subjects. This is the argument that I have nothing against, because the one consistency you read is that typically when you hit middle school, the courses get differentiated, in terms of differentiated, but the, like the teacher gets more narrowed and more specialized. And whether that is one teacher teaching a combo, like math, science, or you know humanities, language arts, that tends to be fairly consistent. There tends to be double ups on subjects, but that also means half the prep. There's no denying that one to be true, from my experiences. The difference is the depth of planning versus the different subject areas. So you're right. You have to plan four or five subject areas in elementary school. But a middle school teacher has to plan much more in-depth knowledge and much more a different level of engagement on deeper core subject areas than a high school and elementary student teacher does. For example, um, a grade three teacher might only have to teach about the basics of fractions in math. A middle school teacher is probably going to have to teach various methods of getting complex theor more complex theorems out and how to engage students on that before they kind of go, uh... So there has, so the, the elementary student is, is in the men mindset of, please my teacher, please my teacher, please my, much more than the middle school student who's kind of going, well, nope, I don't care. And you can't tell me otherwise. I'd rather stare at that really hot student who's in the first row. Yeah. So there's the level of trying to engage them on things that they don't see as relevant, or they may not see as relevant, because they might seem so theoretical and academic. And they can, and they have, middle school students have realized what that big difference is. And so the middle school teacher has the job of trying to show them it's not. It is real world applicable. It is engaging for their life. And, and the way you engage them has to be totally different. So let's talk about marking and report cards. Oh yeah, there's that one. Primary teachers... Copy, paste. Sorry. <laughs> not supposed to do that. Copy, paste. So when it comes to marking and report cards, there's, God, so many pieces of paper flying around. Um, yes, there is. There's lots. Um, the middle school teacher typically has a lot more students to grade. I think this one's a bit of a non-issue. All it is is volume versus depth. Uh, the elementary teacher has to grade 22 kids in depth, you know. 22 kids at your school. Let's talk about oh, some yeah, of so the 22 to 35. Who, yes. Hopefully not more than 35, so help me not more than 35. Anyways, total aside, taking the elementary student teacher standpoint on that one. Anyways, so, yes. You might have a math teacher who, ha who just teaches math in middle school. However, you're also going to have him or her making 150 comments because they might be teaching six sections of 20 or 25 kids. So yeah. That primary teacher is going to be making just as many comments though because although they only have the, say, 28 kids, 
taking the average between your 20 and the 35. Yeah. Um, they've got all of those different subjects. So then you start having to do the equation of, at the end of the day, that's the same number of pieces of paper. That's why I think this one is equally as hard, because it's volume versus depth. But it's, and, and I think the depth which an elementary teacher goes is about equal to the mass of volume. The difference is, and as we did joke, but there is a level of seriousness behind it, there's much more of the ability to copy-paste grades and comments on a report card for a middle school teacher. Because, you know, there's only so much you can say about 150 kids. Sometimes there's going to be a lot of overlap, and sometimes it's a matter of, just like this one, click, click, click. Um, I'm not saying elementary to To make sure your pronouns match up. Yes. Yeah. She's and he's, they matter. Um, but there is that, is that because you, because you are typically teaching off some sort of curriculum and you're commenting on the standards from that curriculum or commenting on what you've taught, there's going to be some more copy and paste. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying elementary teachers don't do that. Shh, they don't do that. They kind of do that. Totally um, do that. Yeah. Um, but the ability to do it is easier from the middle school, middle school teacher's perspective. Okay. Here's one primary definitely wins on. Physical classroom setups. Each primary teacher, generally speaking, has their own classroom and they need to decorate it. And what I learned when I was in teacher's college is you redo your room every season to keep it fresh. That's, and I think that is a mindset thing for middle school teachers. There's schools where middle school teachers bounce room to room. That's true, and the students stay where they are. But there are places where the students bounce room to room. You know what? There's a way you can balance it. <laughs> You're not doing a very good job arguing no, for them. No, because this is one where there is, I think, I think engagement is engagement. And whether you are a, the difference between, even though there's a shift a lot of times in one grade level to a different school from upper primary or, you know, primary school to middle school, the kids haven't shifted that much mentally. They still love the engagement. They still love an environment that's engaging. So that one is one I got to go, middle school teachers who listen, who are listening to this, show us examples where your classroom is really engaging for all of the grades you might teach. If you want to teach one, cool. But a lot of middle school teachers teach like six, seven or seven, eight or eight, nine combos. Give us some examples of where you've kind of really gotten the level of engagement in your in your classroom environment and space different. Um, the one thing I will bring up is pressure. Parental, in particular, is what I'm thinking of here. When you think about uh, middle schoolers, it's getting closer to college time. It's getting closer to university time, and there's a lot of arguments to say that the grades you give and the work you do is put under far more scrutiny and far more pressure than an elementary teacher. You're building a lot of basic skills in elementary. Middle school though, ooh, that's where grading kicks in. That's where your transcript really starts to matter. I give you that point. And it only gets worse. And so when parents are coming down on you, they can come down a lot harder on a middle school teacher than they can on an elementary teacher and the validity behind it. I'm not saying it's any less valid as an elementary teacher, but to the parents, they often see it as being more significant. 
Yes. And we all know that there are the exceptions, the tiger moms, the tiger dads that are out there that are just going to be down on every teacher. And the reality is that that, happily, that's like the top 1% of parents. 99% of them, they're fine. Problem is those 1% take your time. So, um, I think we've kind of covered all the bases here. And it seems to be coming out even. So, in the end, we'll call this one, uh, done. I will say one thing in closing, though. I happened to do some research where, in the UK, two years ago, three years ago, 2013, in the UK, they did a survey. And they actually found that primary teachers, on average, worked an extra four hours a week over their secondary colleagues. Can't really argue with math. Math is math. So there you go. So Merry Christmas, everyone. If you're listening during Christmas time, and if you're not happy whatever time of year it might be, um, and that's it. Jingle bells, merry all the way, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.